This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account, and you can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. I'm your host, Hot Mike, a.k.a. Tim, a.k.a. It's Always Sunny in Brooklyn, and we are here with Leighton Cusack and Stani of Ave, and... Uh, I am just over the moon excited about two OG D5 founders sitting down and talking about the state that we are in, about what's happening in the future. So uh, Leighton and Stani, please take it away. Yes, thank you, Tim. Um, and Stani, thank you so much for, uh, for being on the, on the podcast. My name's Leighton. I am sort of guest hosting, co-hosting with, with Tim. So if you're a loyal podcast listener, that's... Um, that's who I am, and I am one of the co-founders of, of Pooled Together, Inc. And Stani is someone who really needs no introduction, but he is one of the originators uh, or the founder of the Ave Companies, um, which created, originated the Ave Protocol, and also more recently the Lens Protocol, which you've heard of before, I'm sure. And Stani has been a builder in the crypto space for a long time, since, um, since before the word DeFi was even invented. Uh, the Ave protocol was first deployed in January of 2020, um, and even before that, the um, the the ETH Lend protocol preceded that, which was also created by uh, by Stani. So, Stani, um, to get started, you know we've both been in the space for a long time, and I'm really excited to talk to you about what things have happened, where things are going. But I wanted to first kind of just focus on a couple personal questions and reflections. And I know you to be someone who is extremely supportive, very positive, very energetic. And I think those things are all crucial attributes uh, for builders and for entrepreneurs. And I want to know, where does that come from? <laughs> where do you get all this energy? Where do you get all this positivity? Um, and yeah, just get us a little bit in the mind of Stani. Yeah, thanks. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me here. Um, and and it's 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 an amazing audience and community that we have here uh, in in pull together, um, and I um, yeah, what maybe I think like what's what's really really keeps me maybe going and excited about is that kind of like I over more uh, time I see more and more people actually um, valuing what we have here like in in general in the um, like not just in the DeFi community but like widely in in web3 and and kind of like what kind of impact it can create and i i think in the very beginning it was more harder because i i grew up with uh, technology i i i started to program very early uh created different web applications um in in my life and started to build fintech as well and um came when it, when i came kind of like into the um ethereum space and and started to learn more what you can do with smart contracts and the concept of evm and like i just saw a lot of opportunity there um yeah but during that that period it was just like i felt very lonely with uh other like lonely people within the community so i i think the the growth and and the recognition that you know what we're doing is really helpful yeah um and it has impact that's been helpful for me to like be more positive than than uh normally i would be <laughs> yeah. well i definitely see you as someone who's who leads you know the space broadly in terms of in being positive some and thinking in a in a positive way and that also it sort of leads me to to a second question here which i'm curious you know when you were more lonely and building earlier on is there anyone who um 
who stands out or, or a specific time or person that believed in you? Like someone who took a big risk on you early on or someone that you felt like early on really supported you when maybe you weren't as sure if, if DeFi was going to be a thing or if ETHLAND was going to work out? I think in general, what we have done uh, very early is that we established a community, yeah. uh, which, has been, which, which has been very helpful because normal uh, setup when you go build a company, for example, you, you, know, you have people um, you know, and, and you're, you have a mission that you want to accomplish and, and you're basically building something and, and uh, testing out between uh, your users and um, whatever you're building. But uh, a community is, is, is a sense of feeling where you actually have this um, kind of like an aura around you, which actually has um, voice. And, and this voice really helps you to navigate uh, which direction to build and what to do. And, and a community is kind of like beyond the user group. It's, it's people that care about your uh, mission, vision, and, and cares about yeah. you know, what you're trying to achieve. And also they have the underlying ethos. And I think when you look at many of these projects, like go deep down, like what people have been building decentralized finance, I think that community aspect is, is being one of the most valuable and having the grassroots effect. That's been, that's been like something that has been uh, part of us since the beginning. Yeah. Well, amen to that. And yeah, that's, that's something I think where the Pool Together community also really shines, which is why we're so happy you're here on this podcast to talk to us. Because there is, you know, just the people in the audience, I could go through and say, everyone who's listening to this podcast being recorded right now, something that they've contributed or, or something they've done, which is uh, to contribute to the protocol, which is an amazing thing. Um, okay, so, so on this topic of, of sort of reflection a little bit, um, one, one more question here. You know, a lot of people, I think, look to you as a role model, but are there people who you look to even today as a role model in the crypto space, maybe from a builder perspective or more from like sort of an ethical perspective? I want to know, are there, yeah, are there people who you, you look up to and really admire? I, I, I personally admire a lot of folks that are actually building on the application layer. So like, I feel like that, um, you know, there's a lot of interesting innovation and a kind of like a vision and leadership on, on a network la layer. You see a lot of, um, you know, interesting um, thought leadership coming out from, for example, from Vitalik and, and a lot of people in the, in the kind of like a more broader um, network level, but I think like the most like hardest problems to solve is is in the um, application level because like you have to find uh, something that has a product market fit and and you have to create a product that really really works um, in in an audience which is very niche. Um, so my kind of like the biggest um, praise goes to everyone who is building um, application level uh, protocols and apps on top of the um, blockchain infrastructure. And I, I think most of the, the, like the biggest DeFi protocols, they have done very well actually on achieving this. And I, I love what's even happened with, with Pull Together in, in terms of like experimenting uh, different kinds of reward systems and, and using the DeFi as a backend uh, infrastructure as well. That's very fascinating, but also like the smaller experimentation. So there's a lot of builders out there. They just like want to experiment and build uh, something and don't necessarily want to scale to billions of TVL, but actually want to have uh, something that the community enjoys and they can keep uh, building further. So I would say, like, definitely, like the it's the application uh, protocol, application level builders that I I have the most um, uh, I, I look most for. 
that's that's exciting and that's encouraging hopefully for people in the audience to hear because i do think that's the next you know <clears throat> now that these some of these foundational protocols have been built the the l1s the l2s are are scaling gas fees and on ramps are getting reasonable it does come it, it's all coming to the applications um and that does sort of lead into uh our next question which is for people who are in the audiences, maybe some young Stanis that might be in the audience right now, if you were getting started today, if 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 you were who you are and you were you didn't have the experience though that you've had, um, you sort of already answered this that you probably I guess based on what you just said you would probably be working on the application layer, but um, maybe think about yeah what would you say to people who are wanting to get started today. What do you think they should be working on? What do you think you would be working on if you were trying to get into the space uh, today? Yeah, I, I think like kind of like like a lot of like more like a bigger application and use cases have been uh, quite well built at the moment in in decentralized finance. And I think like uh, there's still a lot of things you can build in DeFi. So you have this like a big, um, you know, kind of like a, a area of uh, improving the experiences and focusing on the experience layer. But also, I think there's a lot of value to uh, in in building in, in non-financial applications that can be, for example, regarding to social uh, gaming or uh, more community-driven um, use cases. And I think it's very valuable because I I think like as we all uh, use decentralized finance like one way or another, I I think the kind of like a bigger onboarding. Uh, channel will be more of a non-financial applications and, and building that um, utility into uh, utility path into um, using blockchain technology. And I, I think uh, I think making that experience as as smooth as possible and 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 bare minimum like a non-financial Web three application needs to feel the same as you know whatever we're using today, like let's say Twitter or yeah. even like Discord. So you don't need to sign transactions, pay for gas and building just better ex experience that brings more people into the space. I think there's sort of uh, opportunity there. Yeah, and that's more than just talk that you're giving us because you actually are actualizing that. And I think that leads very naturally to talk a little bit about Lens because Lens is obviously capturing this non-financial Web3 opportunity um, for those of us in, or for people in the audience who, who maybe haven't heard of Lens or uh, have heard of it but maybe don't really know what it is, do you want to just describe in your own words real quick what, how, you, how you would talk about Lens? Definitely. So it's, Lens is a decentralized um, social media protocol. So you can create your uh, profile. Um, and, and once you're, you have your profile, it's secured by the blockchain and you can follow other profiles. And each profile can actually uh, publish content. And every content you can you, you basically publish on Lens, um, you can um, also set different kinds of uh, uh, tokenization. So, for example, um, the followers of your content they can actually uh, for for your social graph they can actually collect the content that you create either for free or uh, as as basically uh, paid uh, collects. So it gives the it, it gives the users the the, the ability to own your own um, social uh, presence and also your social graph, meaning that you know if you if you see a new application uh, or you want to leave an uh, application, you you group your social graph, you can actually make a digital exit uh, and you don't lose your followers and leave your uh, social capital behind. For example, what will happen today if you want to uh, leave Twitter for another application? 
And the power of Lens is that it really changes the dynamics because when you are, you, you're owning your profile and your um, social graph, it also means that the applications uh, and algorithms really need to work for you because uh, you are in the place to actually choose which algorithms and experiences uh, you want to subscribe into. And anyone can build a new application. So effectively, it means that it lowers uh, the barrier for developers to building new social experiences, which is very important for uh, innovation. Yeah, that um, that makes a ton of sense. And I, and I think I would assume the audience here, I have a Lens profile. I know I know Sir Hot Mike has a Lens profile, our co-host here. And I think you're in a very Lens profile friendly uh, or Lens friendly audience. Um, but uh, but yeah, I got I, one other question on sort of the inception of Lens. Was this always part of the plan or, or were you inspired by something? Because if, if, if an outsider stands back and looks at it, I don't think they would have thought someone, uh, you know, someone who starts uh, the Aave protocol will next start a Web3 social media protocol. I think that was an unexpected pivot for a lot of people. And I would love to know, was this part of the master plan from the beginning or where did, where did it sort of come from? Where did the inspiration come from? Yeah, I mean, generally what we have been, if you look back in, in, in time and what, what the other team has been doing is that we effectively have been, uh, you know, building access. So we've been building access to uh, global uh, transparent um, financial markets where you don't need to give custody of your funds to anyone, but you can actually interact directly with the financial protocols in a transparent uh, way. And at the same time, um, we're building with Lens uh, effectively access to your own um, social media presence and your own ownership into your social graph. So you you don't have to rely on the the platforms where you're actually generating all the data, um, creating the social capital there, uh, and then uh, having that locking effect. So there's sort of kind of like a mindset of um, envisioning around uh, building accessibility. As a, as a team uh, behind of what we're doing. But for us, like the biggest, uh, I would say, uh, catalyst for Lens Protocol was definitely the NFT summer. So we saw obviously the DeFi summer from very close uh, uh, by yeah. because everything just went completely <laughs> everything was wild. On Exactly. And, and those days, basically, the DeFi infrastructure was there. So you had these different protocols, you had, right. you had basically um yeah, stable coins on, on ethereum and like the catalyst for example with, with liquidity mining as well uh it, it was just right because the infrastructure existed there and with nfts uh what we saw actually was that creators were going directly to their audiences um and, and being able to distribute content and create a community yeah so our kind of like a step was like how we can actually take this step further and that you can actually uh, create a profile, create those relationships, and distribute your content, whatever it is, music, audio, anything else, directly to your peers and have discovery as well. So if you want to follow uh, creators alike or um, other type of a use cases. So I, I think like the, the NFT summer and, and, and the, the idea of owning digital goods um, as an NFT, uh, as a concept, uh, was, it was the biggest thing. And we're just kind of like expanding the idea to um, making user-generated content as an asset class. Okay, so <clears throat> to recap for the audience listening, the thing that ties them together, that ties Ave and Lens together is sort of this 
open accessible protocols. Like their Lens and Ave are both open accessible protocols that that as of today, the Ave companies and yourself no longer control. Uh, Lens is sort of doing that for for information for NFTs, and and Ave is doing that for for money. Um, I, I am curious. One more question on this though, <clears throat> because the classic this is maybe for entrepreneurs in the audience, but the classic entrepreneurial advice, right, is is stay focused. Don't 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 do too much. Uh, only do one thing, and um, I, you know how how have you managed to do two things? Like, what's maybe what's the breakdown of your time between these two projects today, and how how have you um, found that process of pursuing two things that have high level commonality but have a lot of differences in terms of the strategy and implementation around them? Yeah, I I definitely agree on the idea that uh, like focus is very important, and it really helps you to you know, think of uh, new ideas and, and improve like maybe your product. Um, and and I, I think you can do uh, more than one thing if you're crazy, <laughs> like like me personally. So like, it's just like- um, You are crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I, well, I, I want to let you finish, but I just want to say one thing about you because I think that all of the best entrepreneurs, they have this thing where when you talk to them, you come away from a conversation feeling like you can conquer the world. You know, and I feel and I feel that way whenever I whenever I've had conversations with you, I always come away from the conversation thinking I can do more and and really inspired. And I think that is um, that's a really amazing attribute. And I think that's an attribute I see in all of the all the best entrepreneurs. So I just wanted to, like, call that out. And and Sonny, I'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're living it, you know, because I'm going on a little bit of a diatribe here. (laughs) But, um, you know, there's a lot of people who would have just said, look. I, I, I helped create Ave, a huge protocol, and I'm ready to go hang out on a beach, right? <laughs> or I'm ready to go relax. Um, but but you haven't done. I don't I don't think you've done that. And in fact, I think if anything, it's almost been the opposite. You've you've sort of put your foot on the gas and said, actually, I want to take on more. I want to do more. I want to start hosting global raves all over the world. <laughs> and that is a really awesome thing that I, I, I will say for myself as a builder. I I definitely. Um, uh, I definitely look up to because I I I really look up to people who who don't sort of um, rest uh, on their laurels and say, "Hey, I did one thing cool," but actually actually takes the next level. So, anyways, I, I'm, I wanted to call that out as you answer this question about why you felt able to pursue two sort of you know strategically very different things at the same time. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, like the. I think you definitely can do more than one thing, you know, if you set your time and um, your organization in the right way and and your mindset. And it it might mean that you might have to sacrifice some time uh, out of elsewhere. You know, you might have to adapt your lifestyle a bit um, differently. And and, and definitely it's it's the case for me. But at the same time, I I think everyone has their, um, should have their own way of working. And I, I think like, Something I love a lot is, is kind of like processes, but I also like I like the idea of uh, having different ways of uh, operating and, and different ways of uh, like contributing. So, so for example, like for, for many, it might might be you know you want to contribute to multiple projects like multiple DAOs. For some, it might be you know I just want to um, you know make this one thing right, and I just like put my all my energy into this one. Uh, thing and you can do mo- uh, multiple things. Uh, I would say, but uh, it, there's also the, uh, the what, what what we all need to remember is like you're you're kind of like a time is limited. So whatever how how much you're putting effort into 
your work work life. You know, it, it might take um, unbalance your work and life, and and that is where you like that is the kind of like a barrier where you have to kind of like adjust. So you should you, you, you can uh, work a couple of years like crazy, but then you have to like balance out things in a way that you know you can live a normal life because that's what everything is all about. And life is what inspires your work. So you have to have that in, um, in, in your, um, uh, like a program. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Life is what inspires, inspires your work. And, and obviously I know you have a great team of people who are also working alongside you and that makes a huge difference. Um, okay. So to pivot just a little bit, um, we're obviously on the pool together podcast. So I would love to know just if you have any, any input or advice for the, for the pool together community. It's a community that, you know, you've been adjacent to for a long time. I think you've seen it develop. The, the primary audience for this podcast is the pool together community. And uh, yeah, I would love to just, if you have any, any thoughts or input or advice, either on the community side or the protocol side, things you'd like to see pool together do or be want to open the space for that. Yeah. I mean, First of all, I have to say that this community is, uh, it's incredible to see how strong it is. And I, I would say it's probably one of the strongest or the strongest communities I've seen in uh, the Web3 uh, ecosystem. And also, I think like um, you, you basically measure like strength or excitement of a community, not based on uh, the number of people, but actually like what kind of an impact and uh, movement um, it is. And I, I think there's like a lot of different exciting uh, things happening in the pull together uh, community. And I personally, um, I want to see kind of like maybe more ideas and, and community input on what could be created on the, you know, experience layer. And, and maybe also kind of like a, how to think about ex- incentives and also the social aspect and how to tie them together. Uh, and just like thinking like, what what we can do to onboard more people, like how we get more people into the Web3 ecosystem and getting excited about uh, open source, open networks, yep. um, and, and the benefits that uh, we get from the blockchain. Yeah, that's good. And and for those listening, the the pool together uh, community is also on Lens, so there's a, there's an overlap here. So definitely follow uh, pool together community on Lens. And there's probably a lot more to explore there, Stani. I mean, we could we could probably jam on that for a while in terms of how could the the pool together protocol and the lens protocol sort of interact in really in really fun ways? And yeah, I'm getting excited just 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 thinking about that right now. And also what you call that too in terms of um, in terms of being uh, an onboarding ramp. You know, I think we definitely see pool together as a very friendly place to get started, a very safe and secure place to get started, where people the front door to DeFi. And so want to continue to to uh, to to build on that. Um. Well, thank you for that input. Um, we maybe we, the one protocol we have alluded to a lot, but we haven't talked about as much is is Ave in terms of what's going on with Ave right now. We talked about Lens, talked about Pool together. Um, is there anything from the from the Ave side that you want to share in terms of Alpha to leak to us or things that are being done in that community right now? You're excited about? Yeah, I mean, in general, like Aave protocol is very uh, simple in the sense that you supply cryptographic assets to the protocol and um, and and you earn yield and you can use those assets as collateral uh, and 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 draw and borrow liquidity to finance some sort of uh, uh, use case. And and many of you who've been using 
um, pull together, uh, you know, always one of those that works in, a, in the background as well, uh, which yep. is quite nice because it shows, you know, the compatibility and what you can actually build when you have an open uh, ecosystem. Uh, I think like for us, like we've been, um, and, and the, the product itself is run by the community. So people come together and they decide like how they improve the protocol, they vote uh, on chain and, uh, you know, give grants from the treasury for developers uh, or, or non-developers uh, as Ave, well. I'll, I am an Ave, an Ave voter. I am one of those people who votes, votes in those proposals. So I'm also amazing. Amazing. And I, I think it's like very important to actually be active governance participant because, you know, if you don't actively govern these protocols or, or actively delegate uh, the governance power, you know, it's kind of like reduces the kind of like uh, importance of decentralization and that's where the, the problems have happened. So what like one of the things I like about Pull Together itself is that the community creates awareness, which is very important. And in, in Aves, uh, I, I think Aave governance has been at the moment in very exciting uh, place because, you know, there's, uh, there's decentralized governance, but there's also uh, decentralized amount of uh, contributors, whether it's from development, risk management, treasury management. And now, for example, one of the things we're doing um, in our team, we're focusing on the uh, uh, launch of the Go uh, stablecoin. So effectively, it's a over-collateralized uh, decentralized stablecoin uh, with a big difference that when you supply your assets into the other protocol, you can earn on your collateral while you're actually minting uh, the stablecoin, which kind of like introduces a bit more um, capital um, efficiency. And then another thing we're doing is we're upgrading now with, within the community the, uh, the the last main market, which is the V2 to uh, V3 uh, market, which is quite fascinating because then um, all of the networks where the protocol is uh, will be under the V3, which is more uh, risk mitigated and capital efficient version of the the other protocol. Yeah, <clears throat> those are exciting things. And specifically the the go um, the decentralized stablecoin uh, that that likely uh, could have a big impact on pool together just in terms of people being able to use that as an asset to deposit into into pool together. Um, I do also though want to hit on one thing you mentioned and just sort of rehash it a little bit, uh, you know, because this is a builder to builder conversation. In terms of an exhortation you're giving for people to to participate in governance, and I think. Um, you know, that, that is one area that I would say I've been surprised that there hasn't been more uptick in, um, more uptick in people, people proposing things, people voting. And although I, I think both Ave and Pool together have very active governance communities comparatively in terms of where I think we could go, um, there's a lot more, a lot more that could be done. So definitely if you are in the audience and if you hold Ave tokens or if you hold pool tokens, don't just hold them, use them. Vote, vote, vote on things and um, propose things, and uh, you can you'll be really surprised to see how much of an impact you can actually have. I don't know if you have anything to add on that, Stani, but I did want to call that out. No, definitely. Like I see a lot of value in the kind of like a co community contributions into voting or uh, even in like upkeeping these protocols, and it, it's it's quite fascinating because you know there's like it goes beyond the technical aspect like traditional open source uh, communities they've been much about the technology itself if you look back into something like the Linux ecosystem but in web3 like you know there's 
beyond that. You know, there's there's uh, research that needs to be done, non-technical um, parts as well, these communities, um, events. So there's plenty of things where you can contribute. Yeah. Well, um, uh, we know I have one last question for you here, and then I'm going to um, see if, uh, if Tim, our co-host, has any questions he wants to bring up. But from my side, one last question. We talked about communities being super important, and I need to say we have a community manager, Tiark, who is listening to this call, who is, happens also to be an amazing DJ. So I don't know who is in charge of, of the bookings for, for Rave. But I do want to say, I do want to ask that question and see if we can get our community manager DJing at Rave sometime soon. That would be super cool. So, uh, I, I mean, like Rave's, uh, you know, the, it's, it's a very curated event, right? So, so basically I need a, uh, I, I need a DJ set and, and if it's good, um, maybe we'll put a uh, snapshot of with Rave and see how the community uh, we'll vote about it and that could be a, a, a way but that will be super cool i love that idea we should maybe study just because it is really cool maybe let's just talk for one minute about about rave and sort of where that idea came from is because I'll, I'll have to say from my own personal experience i've only been to one it was the one in lisbon and it was the oh, that best, one is good. it was by far the best crypto event i've ever been to it was just it was amazing um you know, a huge, a huge party with DJs. It was held at this like botanical garden with this huge indoor outdoor space. Um, but it, 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 the Rave, I think it's a, it, it's a, it's an ambitious and also very non-traditional thing. So maybe just talk a little bit about where the, was this like a, a Swedish inspired thing or where did this come from? <laughs> uh, so I, I, I also remember the Lisbon Rave, and I, I think by far it's one of my uh, most favorite ones. Um, they all kind of like share the same spirit that you know like it's it's not a networking event and and people come there to listen music and and pretty much uh dance until up to the um late hours and i think it's just basically a place where you know we can share um our culture stack and it's 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 been super amazing kind of like uh uh balancing of all the kind of like more technical and more um Con, con, contributional part of of the the events usually that that happen in in the um, Ethereum space, but I so this was funny actually. I I think it was like in Miami, like one after the COVID when you know that was the first event BTC Miami, and there's a, was a lot of uh, Ethereum based uh, side events uh, there. And I dropped into um, I, I tweeted back then that I'm gonna drop a some coordinates for a a a Rave like for a party for a rabbit party and i, think and, I remember this and few people I follow you on twitter yeah a few people started to actually um you know message me and and retweeted it and suddenly there there was like i i would say like maybe a couple of hundred people asking about it so i was like okay like i'm here uh by myself from the team in in miami so probably it's not going to work here um and we decided to do our first uh uh robin and later um in ETC in, in paris so that was that was one of the where, where we, we were still kind of like a practicing, but Lisbon uh, was the one where we actually went full blown. So we had a, a lights artist actually um, generating a program where we had lights art um, yeah. going and, and the lasers, and it was just like uh, insane. And um, it's amazing. 
Yeah, it was just super, super, super insane. And that, that was the time when actually um, uh, uh, Paris uh, from Ideal Collabs has been working some of the projects uh, with us together, has been organizing basically the lights, the creation of the DJs, and it's been like, uh, and also like the, the whole um, uh, venues and setting up. And, and Ave Grand Style has been uh, in super amazing position to actually, with, together with the community, to actually sponsor these uh, events. And it's so hard to actually do that. If you look at um, some of the communities, it's very, very hard to actually add cultural, or like culture stack uh, into yeah. communities and get, get those grants uh, paid. So we've been super blessed by the, the, the other community to be able to, to host these rather parties. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also shout out to Paris for for organizing that one in Lisbon. And I should say for the audience that they're looking for Alpha, I'm just going to make an assumption, Stani. You can tell me if it's true or not. The best way to get a ticket, the best way to get entrance is most likely to build something really cool on Lens. Is that is that a good way to potentially get entrance into into the Rave parties? That's that's definitely something that that is that is helpful and 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 could get you closer to Rave. And there's occasional drops on Lenser. Um, so basically, and, and sometimes even on Twitter. So when you um, when you see the Rob accounts posting something, like you should definitely be looking at what's happening there. Especially if it's like a meme contest, you know, it's just like those are probably the, the most um, I would say like the most popular ways to um, get in. And I, I think it's like usually like uh, you don't have to really be very in in the Web3 space, you might be a newcomer, you know, so that might even help you as well to get in and just saying like, hey, I'm very new here, but I want to join and, and see how it goes. I love that. Keep keep the door open for newcomers. Don't make it an insiders group. That's 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 super yeah. important. Um, well, uh, uh, Tim, I don't know if you have any questions you want to ask, uh, if you've been looking at anything from the community, but that, yes. uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, Talisky asked about this. They had a question a, a little bit ago in the chat, and one of the and it sparked something into me, Stani, because uh, I know that governance is important to you, and I've heard you speak on it before. And I've just had like a little bit of a, uh, you know, so, uh, somebody delegated me a noun just to like explore governance and like think about proposing something. And I've been in this space for a while, and I was so intimidated. I just get so intimidated by governance and it's so needed. And I've, you know, there's this talk of the web three politician and, and I, with a question from Talisky is like, how do you see lens kind of come alongside governance and DAOs and support them and actually make them richer? Um, So that's one question is like, is how do we, how do we spark more governance participation and make it less intimidating, but also get the best ideas and the second thing is, can Lenster replace Substack, please? Is that possible? <laughs> I mean, if there's any builders here that actually want to build it, because like it's something that I really, really want to see, and I have also like uh, ideas how to make that experience even better, uh, feel free to reach uh, me over DMs or something, because like I think there's a lot of a um, lot of uh, things you can actually do better and and empower it a bit with. Web3 experience. And I think like uh, to get more people excited about Web3 social, um, non-financial applications, we, we actually need to be, build just better uh, than the Web2, Web2 um, ecosystem. And, and for example, like 
um, there's this one build that's, that we have this experimentation, experimentational um, pod in Ava called Newt. And it's led by Jim, who's focusing on actual like kind of like building interesting um, cool things on, on top of the whole Web3 stack. Um, and he recently built with his, his team um, Rememe. So if you go to rememe.lol, you can actually create, you can take an existing meme and remix that meme. And, and basically it appears as a comment uh, in the Lens protocol and you can actually collect it as well if you like the meme. So it, it, it basically creates this kind of like a remix culture, um, which is quite a novel thing where you can actually uh, look into like who created the original meme, who remixed it, and also you can split fees with the previous uh, creators or if someone collects those uh, remixes and empowering that uh, remix culture uh, and monetization. And there's plenty of ideas how to actually even make that better. So you, you always need to create something that necessarily don't, doesn't exist um, already, even like in Web2 uh, space. And I think like Substack and like creating better ways to distribute content uh, long form, there's a lot of um, a lot of interesting things you can actually do. So if there's someone uh, there, I would love to talk, talk to. And regarding the governance, I think uh, what's valuable there is that we have to make governance more fun, more easy. Uh, and governance needs to be uh, also tiered. So there, there can be governance that is on chain that you go and actually vote snapshots, but also there should be like signaling uh, discussions, um, you know, yes or no. Like it, it just has to be multi-layered and, and, you know, different ways to contribute into governance besides going and reading a on-chain proposal and uh, voting on that. And I, I think that's a space where we have a lot of, lot of uh, uh, innovation we can actually do. And then I think like this whole competition is very healthy, right? We want to see it because we spur each other on as one builder builds something cool. Another builder builder wants to build something cooler. But there's also this need to partner and to, to develop each other and help each other develop, you know. So there's this like healthy, you know, this platform versus this platform. But how do you do that? How do you do that, Sonny? How, how do you suggest us as we build also partner, but we still want to keep that competitive edge, but then also like root for each other. Yeah, I, I think like I see like competition more as compatibility. So uh, users in the DeFi space, they they use the the DeFi protocols at, like across uh, the whole space, the, the the most popular ones. So like and Coldgetter is an example that is using multiple protocols. That's part of the idea of um, compatibility. And, and it's usually more of like how to deal with it is that, you know, uh, another team might focus on a, on a different kind of um, uh, path uh, compared to what we're doing. And, and, and I think it's just more of like um, thinking of like what could be interesting to innovate in uh, and if it has actual uh, potential uh, utility and, and, and building that. So I, I think competition is actually good because when we started with Eatland uh, back in the days, like there... There really wasn't a DeFi ecosystem. There was one decentralized exchange, um, but like as the ecosystem started to grow, people started to talk about you know the space and started to think about what we could name it. And then the the the, the term DeFi was coined. So like we need the ecosystem. And uh, to be honest, there's so much things to build. Like you just want to like kind of like leave as much space as possible for for others as well. Great. 
Tim, is there any uh, any any other questions from the audience that you correlated while we've been here? I don't know. Um, I think we're maybe running no, up a little good. bit. That's good. So I, I really want to know, as you know, sitting in front of two OGs, I, can you? And and this is hard, right? Because you're building and you're focused on your own products. You're focused on lens. You're focused on Ave. You're focused on pool together. But I want to know what the future is. And as visionaries, you're you're both builders, but you're also you're look you're looking ahead. You're seeing where it's going. And so, what are you excited about? I I I, I just want to know the future. So, can you look into your crystal balls, your DeFi crystal ball, and tell me what's going to happen in the next year, and then in the next ten years, please? Zani, you want to go first? Or you want me to? <laughs> I think I, I think we'll love to hear yours. Well, <clears throat> um, I mean, I, I, I do think the whole, you know, Stani has mentioned this a few times, right? He's, he's talked about non-financial Web3 applications. And I think the whole GameFi space, um, games on the blockchain or games that have some element of the blockchain or NFTs that are in games. I know that's sort of a hyped category right now, but I do believe that is going to onboard a lot more people than are already onboarded. <laughs> so I think that's going to be a really, really big thing. I don't think most people are going to, you know, first buy an NFT just to buy an NFT. I think most people are going to get an NFT by by doing something. And and, and Leinster is a great example of that. It's not exactly a game, but you are getting the NFTs um, from your social media content. So <clears throat> that's that's obviously outside of DeFi. You know, I I do think for DeFi, the uh, the initial sort of Cambrian explosion of tons of protocols is over. Uh, I think the the DeFi space is in more of a solidifying space. And it's more now, again, back to some of the things Stani was talking about, it's more now about building really smooth applications on top of the DeFi protocols. And so um, for the DeFi space, I, I, I see it on a maturing trajectory. I don't think we'll see a ton of new things. I think we're going to see a maturing of the primitives that have been built. Um, in terms of sort of the brand new stuff, I expect that more to come from non-financial stuff and specifically sort of this gaming um, this gaming spot. But Sonny, that's, that's my answer. Yeah, I, I, I also am I'm very keen to kind of like explore, explore of uh, the non-financial use cases because end of the day, like if we can onboard those different use cases, they become... Uh, DeFi users, uh, some of that um, audience. And I, I think like gaming, uh, social are two of the components that have a lot of um, uh, ability to attract a lot of uh, newcomers into the space. As long as we as developers and uh, the community itself, we endorse like creating better applications and smoother user experiences. And I think that's where things are going uh, uh, further. And I think now the infrastructure is also there. So with the L2s uh, roll-ups, like it's, it's way more easier to actually onboard more people um, and having that additional block space and still using Ethereum security. So that's very um, helpful. And I think there's like, no matter how much we build that like decentralized technology, I think there's gonna be also even more, uh, you know, service providers and centralized service providers like exchanges that offer different kinds of accessibility. So like we will see not just like the decentralized uh, part of this stack grow, but also like the service provider business stack grow, which is quite uh, quite good for the whole ecosystem as well.
So we have a community member, Richard, and I wanna I wanna get Richard up here. Let's see if he's actually here, but I wanna um Richard's usually on four calls at the same time. There we go. So Richard, uh, do you have anything else to ask Sir Stani, Sir Layton, before we wrap up our time here? Hold on a second. Hey Stani. Hey everyone. Um <laughs> hold on. I can't get this to go on on speaker. So I don't know if you could hear me. All right, here we Thank go. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah, no, thanks, man. This is this is great. You really um kind of made this moment very special for myself. Um, I've definitely been a fan, you know, from afar. Uh I see founders kind of like artists and celebrities. So you're definitely, you know, on, on the list, you know, of people who I admire. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'd love to see, obviously, you know, more synergies within Pull Together and Ave, you know, also Lens. And I, as a humble community member, you know, be a part of that, you know, in any way. Basically, be like a towel guy. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Richard, I got to say, <clears throat> I mean, Stani, I think you know Richard, just at least from, from Twitter. And Richard was actually the instigator of this conversation. So um, in terms of reaching out to you, Stani, and getting you to commit to coming on the podcast. So I want to thank you, Richard, for, for doing that. And Stani, obviously, for, for being open to that. And I think it's a good example of, you know, how anyone can do anything. And, and Richard, you know, you just reached out cold. Stani, you were obviously receptive to that. And that was, uh, that was really awesome. No, totally. I, I, I've been in many same kind of like calls with uh, Richard too. And, and it's, it's amazing to see like the grassroots movement here. And I was super excited to come here um, and see how um, strong the community is and, and hopefully can do it um, again at some point and, and super excited what's happening here. Um, and obviously like um, some of you already have um, Lens profile and, you know, just engage you to be active user in Web3 space, whether it's social or something else and pull together and also kind of like, um, you know, evangelizing what we have here because that's how we uh, we can actually like um, spread more division if we get more people to understand why it's so important what we're doing. Snaps, everybody, snaps. Thank you so much. Yep. Nope, I think that's good. That we'll, we'll end it right there. So thank you everybody for being here. This was awesome. This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account, and you can visit pooltogether.com to deposit.